0: Presenting, Detective Nick Harris in a salute to the law. Ladies and gentlemen, we again take pleasure in bringing to you that eminent Los Angeles criminologist and president of the International Secret Service Association, Detective Nick Harris, in another true life story proving to the youth of today the folly of committing
1: crime. Now, Mr. Harris. Thank you, Mr. Lake. And good evening, everyone. The story you're about to hear might be called Unique in the Annals of Crime History. For this reason, the victim was a tiny, innocent baby, seven months of age, and whom we will call Tony Valenti. Even the most hardened criminals will feel compassion for a helpless infant, but not so the murderer of this little child. Little Tony lived with his mother and father in a small house in the rear of the lot, owned by Tony's grandmother, who lived in the front house. The happiest time in the day for little Tony was when his father, Sabatino Valenti, came home. Listen.
2: <laughs> oh, what a fine bambino. What a big and fine bambino Papa has, huh? <laughs> oh, little Tony. Little Tony, hey. little
3: Tony. You forget I am here, Sabatino. You have not even said hello to me. Oh,
2: but Josephine, you are the Bambino's mother. When I say hello to Tony, I say hello to you, mm, too. Maybe. Oh, come on now, Josephine. Smile for me like you used to, eh? i like to see you throw back at your head and laugh. Oh, you were a beautiful girl before we get married. Before we got married, yes. But not anymore,
3: I suppose.
2: Oh, that is dear I know but... why
3: I am not so beautiful anymore. I do not have time or money. All day I wash the dishes, wash the floors, wash for the baby. Look at my hands. Look at my hair. You're
2: beautiful, Josephine. The mother of my child is always beautiful to me. Oh, but not to herself.
3: <coughs> for mother, I shut
2: up. Josephine. Oh,
3: uh, I am sorry. Oh, Sabatino, let us go somewhere tonight to a dance, to the movies, anything. But a Tony. Oh, we can leave Tony with his grandmother. Oh,
2: she does not feel very well, Josephine. I do not like to ask her to do that. Well,
3: if we locked the house carefully, why, the baby would be all right here alone, wouldn't he?
2: Have you forgotten about a Dominic and a Frank? Oh,
3: no, but those men wouldn't hurt the baby. They
2: are bad. I do not trust oh, them. But why
3: should they be mad at you just because we moved into their house? They
2: live here before we did. When my mother made them move out, we move in. They did in our life.
3: No, I think it is your imagination. It
2: is not my imagination that Dominic drew a gun on me today. A gun? He was standing oh. on a corner when he... I come home tonight. When I walk past him, he pull out his gun. I grab it before he could use oh, it. Oh,
3: Sabatino, my darling. You must be careful. You must never let anything happen to you. You are all I have. All? Yes. All Everything. But Tony. Oh, Tony. Tony is just a little baby. Well,
2: it's about the time to put a Tony to bed, isn't it?
3: I, I guess so. We, we are not going out. I
2: don't see how we can. Oh,
3: you know, sometimes this house is like a prison. And the baby is the jailer holding the key. <laughs>
2: Tony, your mama makes the funny jokes about you, eh? <laughs> Come on, let us go to bed. What do you say, eh? Huh? Ah, oh, there's a plan of Pop,
3: Another cup of coffee, Sabatino?
2: No, Josephine, there is no time. Ah,
3: you are late every morning. You don't give yourself enough time to eat.
2: Ah, now, Josephine. You stay too long with the baby every morning. I must hurry. Goodbye, Josephine. Goodbye, Tony. See that your mama takes good care of you, eh? Goodbye, Sabatino. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)
4: Hello, Sabatino. Hello, Frank. Dominic is sending me with this message. ¿Sí? He said to tell you that he got another gun. He told me to say he's a going to use it. <laughs> Dominic is a coward. He said to tell you he will have his revenge. And he will have it soon. <laughs>
3: Josephine? Josephine? Who is it? It's a Madre Valenti. Oh, just a minute. I knocked several times. Why, Josephine, you would be crying. Oh, I cannot help it. Look at the floor. I worked so hard to scrub it this morning. You know, the baby has kicked the water in his bath and spoiled everything. Ah, uh, that's too bad. What's the matter with Tony? He's crying too. Oh, I don't know. He's so bad lately. Let me help you. I dress him while you mop the floor. Oh, all right. Come, Tony. Come to Grandmama. That's the bambino. That's the baby. No. No. no, no, no. Oh, he's crying, Mother Valenti. He cried while you dressed him. He cried while we fed him. And now he even cries when he would hold him out here on the porch. Uh, Maybe if you put him in the sun, he would not cry so I'll put him in his carriage in the backyard. The only thing to do with Tony is to let him cry. Uh, Maybe we'd better go around and sit with him. No, I like sitting on your porch here. I can see the street, people, things moving. The baby will be all right back there in his carriage. Oh, here is the baby. You take him. Oh, no, Tony, Tony, quiet. I'll be that. Right all right, dear. Hello. Oh, hello, Esther. How are you today? Pretty good. Why is Tony crying? I don't know. I don't think you'll seem like Tony. Oh, Esther, you must not say things like that. Josephine, she's the Tony's mama. I saw her spank him one day hard. Well, I spanked Sabotino when he was a little boy, too. You run along, Esther. A little peaches have a big ears. a Seem to have big eyes sometimes. Yes, ma'am. Goodbye. Goodbye, Esther. Oh, there. I think he stopped crying for a while. You'll find all the babies like me. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then they grow into little brats like Esther. Ah, oh, don't say that about her, Josephine. Esther, she's like her mama. She just likes to talk. Oh, that's Tony again. You better go see what he wants, Josephine. And all I do is run after Tony. Run after Tony. But that's what the mother is for. Mm, not this mother. All the time it is. Cry, cry, cry. Good morning, Mrs. Valenzi. Good morning, Mrs. Gordon. My, you're looking well. Wish I could say the same for your daughter-in-law. Nothing the matter with Josephine? Oh, I wouldn't be too sure. Husband and I were talking last night. Seems to me it would be enough to drive anybody crazy with those two horrible men threatening them. What are their names? Dominic and Frank? Sabatino. he can take care of himself. Oh. And I wouldn't Josephine. be surprised to hear the whole family being murdered in their bed. baby and all. By the way, have you seen Esther anywhere? I just can't keep track of that child. She was here a minute ago. Oh, that's all right then. Well, I must be going. I'm on my way down to Miss Wolfers to get some yarn for my new Afghan. How you was coming it's on? Almost finished. Uh, you gonna be gone long? Oh, no. Won't you come with me? I like it to take a walk. Uh, just a minute. Here comes Josephine. Oh, Josephine? Oh, yes. I'm going to the store with Mr. Gordon. I'll come right back. Oh, all right. I'll sit out here on the porch until you get back. It seems to me the bambina, is still crying. Oh, he'll be all right. I gave him his bottle. We won't be long. Oh no. Goodbye, Josephine. Goodbye, Josephine. Oh, good goodbye. <laughs> 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 it's so hot. Emma, <laughs> Josephine, get some water. Here's the back of the water, Mrs. Belendi. Oh, God. Oh, God, well, there's a oh. little water on it. There. There. The fire is out. Oh, Tony. Let the bambino. Quick. i let me be i let me be Tony. Ah!
4: Here, everybody, clear away from that carriage. There's nothing left to see. The coroner took the body. Now, Mrs. Valenti, you've told me that you have no idea of how this fire started.
1: No, none at all.
4: Yeah, it's obvious the started in the carriage. Now, Josephine. Just a minute, Captain. See those pieces of broken glass? Well, that was the kid's milk bottle. The fire occurred just before noon when the sun was almost directly overhead. The sun's rays, intensified by passing through the glass bottle, could have ignited the blankets and started the fire. That's true. Josephine, did the baby have the bottle at the time of the fire? Yes, he did. Was the sun shining on him the last time you looked at him? No, it was straight overhead. There was no shade. It was shining on his bottle. Sounds logical to me, Chief. Yes, it does. Wait a minute. Who's this?
2: Mother me. Little Tony. Little Tony, my bambino. What's the matter? Oh, stop it. Enough. Here, young
4: fellow, take it easy. Who my
2: little Tony, my, my Bannabino? banabino. like
4: an accident, Mr. Valenti. Sun rays shone on the bottle and set fire to the blanket.
2: That is a lie. What do you mean? There was no
1: accident. Tony was a murderer, and a Dominic killed him. Sabatino Valenti suspected his enemy, Dominic, of the murder of the child and demanded an investigation. Everyone who had been at the scene of the fire was questioned, and important information came from... Little Esther Gordon, who said... I found this box of
3: matches near the fence around Josephine's house. I saw Josephine throw them over the fence just as the baby carriage caught fire.
4: You saw Josephine Valenti throw them there, did you say?
3: Yes, she lit one match, then she threw the rest of the box over the fence.
1: What did Josephine do with the match she lit?
3: I didn't see what she did with it. I just saw her throw the box over the fence.
1: And upon questioning another child, Emma Robbins volunteered the following information.
3: Uh, I uh, I saw Josephine in the yard, too. She was wringing the rag out of the basin when I saw her.
4: Yeah, what was in the basin?
3: I don't know. At first, I thought it was water. Then I thought it smelled like gasoline.
1: But upon questioning, Josephine Valenti declared... I
3: did not have any matches. That child lies when she says she saw me like a match. Yes, I did wring a cloth out of a basin. It was a dishpan. The cloth was a dishcloth. There was water in the pan. There was no gasoline in the house. Captain,
0: we found something important. What is it?
4: This, a jug of gasoline. Gasoline? Where'd you find that? In the cellar of Josephine Valenti's house. And if you'll notice, Captain, the jug is one-third empty. Well, Josephine, I thought you said there was no gasoline in the house.
3: I know
4: nothing about it, no. Well, we found it in your cellar. And Just gonna... a minute, Montgomery. I think, Josephine, that you and I should pay a little visit to a place downtown. I'm going to take you to the morgue. Never been to this place before, have you? No. Looks like business is pretty good today. Let's, let's see if we can find your baby here.
3: Oh, why do you stop here?
4: Seems to me I recognize that fella. This one here.
3: Oh, my.
4: Somebody was in a bad mood when they got him. Oh, sake. There's something terrible over there. Poor old fella.
3: I don't want to look at him. I don't want to see these people.
4: They won't hurt you. Besides, you've got to identify your baby for me. I
3: don't want to. I won't.
4: Mm, Looks like this might have been your baby at one time. Look, Josephine Belletti. Look at your baby. Oh, no. Look at your baby.
3: Oh, Oh, Tony.
4: Tony. Who killed him? Who killed him? Do you know who killed him? Do you?
3: Yes. Yes, I know.
4: Who was
3: it? I did it. I seen Johnny
1: myself. So Josephine Valeni confessed that she killed her own seven-month-old baby. As a result of this confession, the 19-year-old mother was sent to the woman's to Hatchby prison for the rest of her life. Proving, as I have so often said, the Primrose path of crime has but two ultimate endings. The open door of a prison cell or violent death is brought home to you in this tragic true-life drama, which I have entitled A Woman's Wrath.
0: Thank you, Mr. Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, this true-to-life radio drama was especially arranged for this station by Detective Nicholas B. Harris, chief of the internationally known Los Angeles detective agency bearing his name. Fictitious names and places have been used throughout this narrative, and any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The story was dramatized for radio presentation by Elizabeth McFadden Wright and as a Carolyn Carroll production. Mr. Harris wishes me to thank the following cast of characters participating in this broadcast: Charles E. Bender, Carolyn Carroll, Estelle Carroll, Geraldine Stein, George Ford, Grace Goldman, Betty Windsor, and Bob Jackson. Mr. Harris will again be heard next Sunday afternoon at 12:30 over this same station in a new program series entitled The Penalties of Crime with Bob Palmer and his Utah Trail Boys, Frank Lawrence, Vida Lortez, and Clarence Cutbirth. Mr. Harris will also be with us again next Tuesday night at 8.15 in a most intriguing drama entitled The Altar of Sacrifice. This is Leonard Lake speaking.
3: This is KECA Los Angeles.